Hi, I am Dana Pavlichko and this is the How We Win This Show. Hey guys, welcome to our new episode. Today we are speaking with Olesya Heraschenko, author of a new fantastic book called Subconscious Art, Artistic Reflections After 2013. Olesya, hi, really happy to talk to you today. Hi Donna, thank you for your invitation. Olesya, first of all, I wanted to ask you, uh, did you expect uh, the level of brutality after February 24 that we have witnessed? I don't think anybody would expect that. And uh, to tell you the truth, I'm still in shock. I cannot proceed, process that much evil. So I'm trying not to think about it just to keep me uh, going. Because the amount of evil and atrocities that we've witnessed is paralyzing. I certainly agree. Uh, Olesya, I would like to delve into your book. Yeah. It is an absolutely fascinating research of uh, 50 Ukraine's leading artists where you have asked them very important questions uh, about what was happening since 2013 and their opinions should they have opinions about the place of, you know, Ukrainian art in an international context? Can you tell us a little bit about this book and who who are these artists and what was the goal of this research? I wanted to uh, shed light on uh, visual art that's been uh, processed uh, and produced uh, after Maidan and during Maidan and uh, before the full-scale invasion. And uh, I asked uh, prominent artists, as you said, and some art critics and curators. My main um, focus was that artists should uh, respond to social issues. uh, And uh, I tried to uh, provide some regional representations for artists uh, to give us our peace of mind. I was asking uh, if art plays a social role And, uh, you know, uh, artists uh, usually speak with the help of their images. That's why uh, this book is also an art book where uh, the most uh, uh, state of art, uh, latest, uh, most contemporary um, art is represented. And uh, um, them and critics also reflected on issues of... uh, the place of Ukrainian art in the world, what it is now and at what it should be, and uh, how artists react uh, by operating in the conflict environment. Can you shed light on some of the names of, of, of these artists? Because, I mean, they are really, uh, these are all superstars of, of, of Ukrainian art scene. 
yeah, and this is why I feel very uncomfortable by calling on somebody's name and not calling the other. So I think that the reader should uh, discover the artist by themselves. But I promise that uh, these are the most uh, prominent ones in Ukraine and uh, also in uh, each of Ukrainian regions in particular. So we have representative from Lviv School, Kharkiv School, uh, Odessa School, Kiev School, and uh, Chernivtsi etc. At the same time, I was uh, lucky to be able to interview artists who had to flee from temporarily occupied territories. So we have some opinions and interviews from Donetsk and Lugansk and Crimea. Do you think that the research obviously is, is very important? Do you think that some of the answers that the artists gave could be changed or can be changed after what has happened after February 24? I mean, do we need a second volume, for example, or an edited volume? Yeah, Dana, this is what I'm thinking about uh, a lot uh, because um, this book is a very important documentary evidence uh, for years 2013 through years 2021. But after the full-scale invasion, so much changed. I wonder if uh, some of the artists would change their uh, opinion or uh, change their art as a consequence as to what uh, happened to our country. Maybe if this book uh, would be interesting for the reader, we will uh, do volume two, asking the same artists and maybe other ones that... uh, are getting prominent with their reflections towards war after our victory. What was the most important realization from speaking to to all these artists for you? Well, for me, uh, the most important was uh, the realization that we are able to talk about very painful and very distorting things. I think this makes us as a society and artists are the reflection of the society very strong. So that was the major finding for me being a a conflict resolutioner and mediator. I mean, our ability to talk regardless of polarization or any disagreements we might have between ourselves is very uh, empowering and encouraging. A very uh, important question that you have asked everyone in this book, and I think this is, you know, something that is very important to discuss, is should an artist have an opinion of what is happening? Uh, So do you think that an artist has to have an opinion of, of what is happening? Well, I think everybody have an opinion towards what's happening. Uh, The other question is, uh, is that reflected in their uh, work? And um, what I have discovered that uh, socially engaged artists, for obvious reasons, reflect on the immediate uh, events. And those artists uh, whom I interviewed, and they seem to say that uh, what's going on around them does not reflect on their art because they're in their special niche. Once you look at their work, you realize the opposite, that subconsciously they um, encompass what, what, what uh, the, society, the society beat, you know, because this is what uh, people with this uh, uh, humanitarian, uh, so to say, temperament do. You know, that's why... Uh, 
I call the book subconscious art, where sub is in brackets, because it's mostly conscious, but subconsciously it's also conscious, even though artists deny any uh, social or uh, um, social engagement or uh, civil responsibility for their work. With everything that is happening right now, do you think we need artists and we need distance, for example, for great art to be created? Or can great art can be created right now as a result of, of all the trauma that is happening? I might be wrong. Uh, I believe personally that we do need a distance to kind of... Uh, process the, the information and uh, to be able to you know come to come to artistic result but then again you know artists might have their own way i see already some very interesting works uh, um, being shown which were made i mean in the last four months so we have to see it depends upon the artist this is very personal it's it's also like humans you know some people get numb when they face uh, uh, something awful, some people get even more pushy and 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 be able to uh, you know face it. So I think any reaction, any artistic reaction now or further on, is uh, wonderful. And I think that if a talented artist does it, it has a place. But personally, I think that we need we need time to 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 process. The unprocessable. The process, the unprocessable. And what does art have room to play in healing a society? I think this is one of the most important things that art can be instrumental for. Because uh, when, the, when the conflict is very hot, art cannot help stop it or can help but in a very uh, least way in combination with other things but uh other measures should i say but in terms of prevention before the conflict and in terms of healing after the conflict i think that uh, it has a major role to play in the society um and what role do you think, and maybe you have, you can voice some interesting opinions that you've heard from from the many artists about the role of Ukrainian art in an international context for, I guess, furthering Ukraine, or maybe it doesn't even have a role to, to further Ukraine. So what is the role of, of Ukraine's art in an international context? See, this would be the question uh, that I think the answer to will be very different if we ask now. Because before 2022, while I was finishing the book, many artists were complaining that Ukrainian art is underestimated and underexposed, should I say. Um, of course, they would be saying that uh, we need more attention uh, towards Ukrainian art because it is uh, it has a place in the global uh, artistic arena. We have very strong artists who have uh, wonderful masterpieces. But I think nowadays uh, the interest towards Ukraine and Ukrainian culture is uh, humongous. And uh, now I think artists should... Uh, 
invest more time and effort to uh, show their work to the whole world while uh, we have the we are in the focus of the attention of the whole world because we do have a lot to show i think uh, ukrainian art has a person a human being in the center and it's very humanistic and uh, in these terms um, i think it's a good projection of our society because the current war has shown uh, very vividly that uh, our uh, society, our uh, military forces are very humane by saving people, saving uh, pets, uh, being uh, just and uh, clementine towards uh, war prisoners, etc. You know, and uh, I think that this... Humanity, uh, along with uh, liberty, should be Ukrainian uh, trademarks, and this is and, and the art is showing it very uh, precisely in so many ways. Um, speaking of the role art plays in an international context, uh, do you think Russian art should be boycotted right now? I think it should not have a saying <laughs> if it's a different way of packing it. I think that the closed society cannot produce actual art, if, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yes, I think it's a very, very interesting point that, that you're making. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's time for Russian culture to uh, shut up and listen to what we have to say. I, I think it's a very interesting point and the reason why I, I I am asking this because I believe this is such an important message that uh, we can give to the world and we can discuss because both Ukrainian art needs needs a voice and also it is indeed time for for Russian art to to, to not speak and, and take a pause. Mm-hmm. During you know while all these horrible things are, things are happening, I'm glad to hear that you agree. It's a complicated subject, but uh, I think that the, our cultural society should be united and speak in one voice uh, and conveying the message to listen up to what Ukrainian culture has to say, and uh, that also concerns Russian culture representatives. You should listen up. Um, You possibly, you know, speak often with international partners. You discuss the the questions that you raise in your book. What has been the response from international colleagues? I only had the possibility to discuss the book with my, uh, let's say, scientific uh, counterparts. But in artistic sphere, it is not yet revealed because uh, it is not translated into any other language. And we are hoping to have it uh, translated in English and maybe in other languages so that the International Culture Society could join the discussion, join our discourse and see what... uh, actually caused our uh, amazing unity towards this awful threat that we faced on uh, on Fe- February 24th this year. Because for everybody uh, but Ukrainians, it was a shock and very unexpected to see our country, you know, act as one feast. Um, so 
if they are interested in what were the prolegomena towards, uh, I mean, as artists are uh, all the reflection of our society, you can see what they were talking about, how they feel the situation right on the edge of full-scale invasion. And maybe that could be, like Ukrainian phenomena could be more uh, understandable for them. So I think that the book is interesting for foreign readers, but I don't think that they would have a full-scale access to it if it's not translated into English at least. I am absolutely fascinated by the book because it is a, you know, it's a unique kind of document of its time because you have absolutely fantastic artists, very important artists who have voiced their opinion on on these crucial questions. And, uh, it, you know, it certainly will be interesting for an international r- readership studying Ukraine, studying Ukrainian art, because definitely it is, um, you know, a, a document of its time. Um, you speak, you know, you, you are in contact with, with many of these people, with these artists. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what is life like for an some of these artists in Ukraine. Are they working right now? Are they displaced? Is everyone still in Ukraine? You know, what is the general situation? Well, as I said, uh, mostly as uh, artists are also humans, uh, they pretty much have the same uh, uh, problems uh, to deal with as we all do. Uh, Some of them are currently in in uh, Ukrainian army, uh, having their uh, war diaries, uh, visual war diaries, uh, making um, you know messages, uh, uh, describing visually what they are seeing. Some uh, are in Kiev and in their home cities, uh, making their art. Uh, you know, uh, maybe placards or. Um, some uh, do uh, some artistic responses uh, uh, to take part in the international discourse, uh, especially dealing with this uh, Russian culture versus Ukrainian culture, etc. And the visual message gets across much uh, faster, I think, than the words do. That's why you know art has a special power in this respect. Uh, some uh, are now at residences, uh, uh, producing their art and, uh, you know, attracting attention of foreign uh, community towards Ukrainian art. Some are having exhibitions abroad and also I'm very grateful for each of them, uh, each artist uh, that uh, contribute towards our victory. I don't think, as, as they all were socially engaged, I don't think that they are... Uh, Silent now. I think everybody doing what they can, either in the military or as a volunteer or as a professional artist, uh, you know, combating on the visual front. So some of these artists are actually in the military right now. Yes. Well, this is, uh, I I think this this can be, you know, even a bit shocking for our international audience because people listen to our podcast from, you know, many countries and um, it's, you know, very important for me to explain to our international audience what is actually happening, that, 
you know, one day you were an artist and the next day you, you go into the military and, uh, and, and this is, this is what life is like for some people. Yes, this is one thing. And, you know, in this book, I have interview, for instance, of an artist uh, that was actually uh, defending Ukraine in the uh, Donetsk region in 2014. And now he is also at uh, the front. Mm-hmm. So his, his war diaries and his overview is very interesting. Also, um, I forgot to mention, but I think it's extremely important. I have an interview of... Uh, some people, um, artists who were um, on the occupied territories playing, uh, let's say, uh, local banksies, you know, leaving signs and placades on the street of occupied territories, letting people know that they are not alone. And this is a very important role artists can play. And, you know, you have to be extremely brave and and have a lot of heart to do it. And I must say that in currently occupied territories and in some territories of Kherson and Berdyansk and and we see, and Melitopol, we see uh, also street art done by people. They're undercover secretly, but they all let uh, people uh, feel that uh, they are not left under occupation and uh, they are not alone and we're staying strong. And I think it's a very important artistic role in this harsh time, but it takes lots of courage to, to carry it on. Yes. You need colossal bravery mm-hmm. to do this. And uh, definitely, you know, I hope there will be, I'm sure there will be phenomenal, you know, research of uh, and, and books about, you know, the art that's happening right now and, especially in the occupied territories. And it's, it's very interesting. Considering that now we live in these, you know, historic times and what, what do you think the main message of the book can be for now? And is there a one message, for example, for an international audience and maybe a different message for a Ukrainian audience? It's hard to say if there is one message, because you know, if if you combine if if you combine a document, uh, say a verbatim, right, you don't have an end message. You just have a document where everybody can pick up their own senses, you know, and ground their own position, and which is much more important, question their own position, you know. So I think that. Um, if people reading this book would uh, somehow question their own beliefs and at the same time would uh, uh, feel strong about our um, our possibility as a society to discuss uh, painful and very inconvenient issues, I think I would be happy as a writer. Are you already thinking about you know, we, we already discussed that obviously there is a huge need for an English language volume. Are you thinking about maybe a, a new volume? What would you add? Maybe you would ask different questions. And if so, what questions would these be? You mean if uh, we do volume two asking uh, um, after our victory, right? Well, yes. Oh, well, that's, that's even, that's a good idea. So do we do a volume two, for example? Do you do a volume two after victory, and and how would it be? How would it be different? What questions would you ask? 
Um, I haven't decided yet uh, what question would it be, but I'm really curious how the opinion changed and did they change. So maybe I would be asking the same questions, which would be very interesting to see the delta, right? (laughs) But maybe um, I will come up with uh, other questions and maybe introduce more artists uh, uh, to, to, to be included in the new book. If the English version will be done or when the English version will be done, um, I think I would change the intro to add more about the situation that we are in now and uh, to um, tell more about uh, the importance of this book as a documental evidence of the pre-war uh, you know, cultural uh, society um, um, footprint footprint yeah there's a very powerful quote that I've read in the book um, by one of the artists and it says that one photograph can stop a war one song can start a war and one painting one art piece can it show, describe the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I, 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 this, I think this very well encapsulates of, you know, of, of, of all these ideas that, that are discussed uh, in, the, in the book and why art is so important in understanding war and what it can do to, you know, to, to, to heal um I um, tend to agree, but at the same time I try to stay more pragmatic. Uh, this is the quote of Daria Marchinka, and I think it's romant- romanticizing art and giving it, uh, uh, shall we say, um, extra importance. You should not put too much pressure on art, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but the... Uh, influence of media in dehumanization is you know, widely shown uh, and you know it's it's very large right uh, so uh, if we end up starting the process of rehumanization yes trying to see you know another not as a monster but as a human being Art could be helpful, but could it stop a war by itself? I I doubt it very much. Logically, if the dehumanization can be done uh, so quickly with so little resources, you know, we can uh, see others as our enemy in no time after a song or a good painting, as you say. They uh, try to, to, to move the wheel forward towards rehumanization it takes a lot of more effort it doesn't work uh, directly you know it, it's a little bit counter logical but we we do need to think about it and uh, i don't think while the um, very hot stage of war is in place art has anything uh, to say to help to stop atrocities unfortunately but once uh, it is over, I think that uh, we need a full-scale visual art invasion. (laughs) 
Uh, it's very interesting uh, because one of the, you know, another artist in the book actually said that as well, that you should not put too much pressure on art, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. This is a strength of this book. It encompasses all sorts of opinions. I was asking the same questions of for 55 people, right? And uh, they all give different answers. And they all come from different parts of Ukraine. They have different backgrounds and experience. They have different, uh, uh, you know, way of artistically seeing the world. Uh, So it is very interesting that, uh, I mean, you can polemize with somebody, you can agree to someone. So you kind of go inside the book and have a you know, really meaningful discussion on subject that is usually very distorting, you know? Uh, Olesia, does the government have a role to play in in supporting art? Is it a question to me or what yes, yes, artists, or artists, what artists had to say? Because with artists, it was wonderful because some of them complained that art, um, the government is not helping enough. And others were saying, thanks a lot for government not to intrude in our um, artwork. So, uh, I think that, personally, I think that uh, some art can be self-sustainable, but we still need mecenas and uh, we need uh, government not as much to help uh, maybe financially, rather than uh, for the cultural diplomacy to work more efficiently and uh, stronger, and, you know, especially at the times of war. So I think that uh, embassies should uh, play more important role in promoting Ukrainian art. And artists will uh, uh, take care of themselves. Mm But I mean, I might be wrong, but this is the impression I'm getting from talking to them and from, uh, you know, my common sense uh, reflections. Another question that I want to ask, you know, your personal opinion and maybe to 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 like hear the, the opinions of artists is, you know, do artists have, a, you know, an understanding of, of their role, uh, of their mission, you know, do they feel they have the understanding? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's why, as I told you, it's uh, it's called uh, sub in brackets conscious art. Some are very conscious. For instance, they are saying that, uh, you know, once the war starts, uh, artists should take a side and work towards victory. You know, this is the, the, this, the quote. Mm. And I think by Alexander Reutbord, who is uh, sadly passed away this autumn. And, um, y- you know, I could compare artist work a little bit uh, uh, to the work of a dialogue facilitator, because this is what is professionally understandable and close to me. So my basic uh, task is to listen to the big amount of people saying different things, trying to summarize it in... in uh, a small abstract and kind of bring it to them so they would understand uh, what is they're talking about, what are their values, where are they moving towards, and help them to hear each other's stories. Because uh, when we exchange cliches, it doesn't uh, help much uh, to uh, create understanding. So, so political slogans will not work. But if you have a personal story in place, we can try to understand the other. And uh, 
this is what artists do. They, they kind of have this uh, feeling of the society and what is uh, most important to the society or what is being silenced in the society in, in their... Um, you know, this artistic fever kind of uh, let them do it. And then they kind of uh, summarize it in their work and uh, propose it to people. And in this way, they might not even realize what they are doing. It might not be conscious, but if they are not indifferent, and I think that their temperament uh, cannot let them be indifferent, uh, they are consciously or subconsciously produce uh, very uh, socially engaged pieces. Olesa, a final question that I ask everyone. Is Ukraine going to win? Of course. But the price, unfortunately, is already very high. Olesa, I want to thank you for this talk, for this conversation. I would recommend this book to everyone. For now, it is in Ukrainian. It is, you know, a, a very important document of the time. It is now even more interesting, even more valuable, considering, you know, everything that Ukraine is going through. And it is, you know, really, you know, it's it's fascinating to read, you know, all these opinions and all these thoughts, thoughts of artists. So I highly recommend this book. And uh, Olesia, I would like to thank you and hope to see you soon in Kiev. Thank you very much, Dana.